The following is a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Men Making Health a Priority are solely that of the hosts or guests and not those of 1017 The Truth, Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC, or All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. Happy holidays and welcome to the best of Men Making Health a Priority presented by All of Us Milwaukee. In today's episode, we'll take a look back at some of our most powerful conversations of men prioritizing their health. In this first segment, I'll speak to Dr. Bashir Easter, Selwyn Jarvis, and Lawrence Bell about how the power of men supporting one another can help us all live a healthier life. More of Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships, is next on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. We're back. I'm Dr. Ken Harris, Dr. Bashir Easter, Selwyn Jarvis, and Lawrence Bell. We're here on Men Making Health a Priority. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. Getting the Divine Nine connected to all of us. How are we going to do that? I think first, uh, before the break, we were, we were talking about our experiences, but then we talked about balancing the diagnosis, prevention, and treatment you know, those are some things that, that, that we get from all of us, right? It's going to tell us all these things. It's going to go through our DNA. There's some things you're susceptible to. Here's some things you can do to change. But how do you balance that with the health information I'm giving you? Like, I'm giving, I'm giving you my, my life force, my blood, and I'm giving you my DNA. I mean, you can find me anywhere in the world. Like, hey, where you going? I mean, I, I, I'd be better giving you a fingerprint. I can yeah. put a glove on it, but I'm giving you my DNA. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that process of, one, why it's so important that a black man transfer that health information so that it benefits the entire world population? But also, what's the whole research process? Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what are the safeguards built in with all of us? Absolutely. So first, I would say uh, we should have received this information a long time ago, and I mean your DNA. Everyone should have a snapshot of themselves. No, I'm glad you said that because I was like, I'm going to get my DNA away. What? Everyone should have a snapshot of themselves because that is who you are. Right. And you should be able to have the information to go to any doctor, any physicians, instead of them testing on you. You can say what actually is going on with me for my cell level. So I'll say that first. All of us has given us the ability to get that information back. It doesn't mean that's the only way, but that's just one of the ways that's able to, to get that back. Um, and so what are some of the pieces? So as soon as you come in and you actually do your consents, you have to do consents. You have to first understand what you're doing. So you have to go through all the vignettes, right. the information. That takes about three hours to read through all that information, the whole process. But it's important that you read that and know what it looks like because you're doing just that, Ken. You're giving up your essence, right? right? And so also you need to understand with those consents, you also have the ability to say what you want to get back. You may not want all of that information to come back to you, so you have a right at that point to say, do not send me all of this information. Only want a certain amount of information to come back to me. You always have control in that as well. You also have the control to disenroll in the program as well. Mm -hmm. When you disenroll, any information that you've given uh, at that point will be destroyed, but everything that they use is still usable. Correct. Right. So that's the other part. To but remember. is it but is it identifiable? No. So it de-identified. So when you actually put in, you are de-identified. And what that means is you're now giving a number. You're a code that actually is just listed. And all the information is given is separated. So your name, your information, also the data that you've given is splitting. It's splitting. How can I talk? It's split. <laughs> it's split to three organizations. So you have the Mayo Clinic. You right. have the uh, Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. All of this information is actually separated. So no one. So knows everybody who you has are. a piece. Everybody. But nobody knows who it goes exactly. to. Exactly. Right? The okay. only way okay. it will come back to you, you have no paperwork, is if they actually find something that, that looks as if is major to your health. Like detrimental you to your health. You got it. Right. It comes back to you as information to say you right. need to get in contact with your physician or doctor because of this. Like if they do it and they find out you're HIV positive and you didn't know because so, you got blood two weeks ago and you didn't think about it, not gave blood, mm-hmm. but got blood, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they'll contact you. Exactly. Okay. You got it. You're telling it like better than me. So as we talk about the information that you get back, so they're like, well, how do I get my, my information? You do get your DNA code that right. comes back to you. Okay. The difference is now your information that you gave out is now considered in a workbench right. that you can actually get into and use, but it's listed as, say, you want to pull data from uh, a men age 50 to 62. 
okay. and you're in this zip code, they're just going to give you that, that data but not any specifics in regards to it. Do okay. you know what I mean? Okay. The other part of it that you uh, need to understand is that once that, um, that information is there, no one else can see it. And so meaning no one else can see it, no one says will know that you're part of the All of Us program unless you've told them. Right. And you have that also that right as well to let people know if you are part of it or not. Uh, The goal is to be able to say, well, how can I use this information? So when that data comes back, you will be connected to a genetic counselor that you can call to talk about that information that you will receive. We do believe, though, in Milwaukee, that's not enough to just have a phone to call someone that may be in D.C. or some other area. You want to talk to someone in person. And so we're really trying to push that initiative to have someone directly that you can sit down and have this real conversation about this information that you receive. We talked about that um, health literacy. Remember we talked about right, that? Right. And that conversation of right. what we say being fluent in, in health, that is what we're trying to get people to be ready for when that data does come back. So it goes back to my point is we should have had this a long time ago. We should have been taught this, that our data is very important and we should know how to use it instead of someone later in years to say, hey, you know, your DNA is important. Well, what does it tell me? Everything about you. And how your mother and your father came together and made you. And now you need to know how you are ticking in your life based off of hereditary risk. It blew my mind when I first understood it. And that's our mission that we're doing moving forward. So when, what lifestyle changes have you made just in the process? I mean, you don't have to go into detail, but, um, but I, I want to know detail. Well, for me, <laughs> I, I did find a primary uh, health provider. Um, I, I wasn't going to the doctor regularly. Okay. Um, okay. I think I was just like, eh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But now I, I go for annual checkups. Um, you know, um, even at my job, they've done some biometric screening so that, you know, you check your cholesterol, your, mm-hmm. your uh, body mass index and all those things. So I think I'm more conscious about uh, not just working out because I've you know I think I've always been of the mindset to work out run and uh, eat healthy but to also really do the scientific piece to make sure that I'm checking my levels that I have a primary health provider and and those things are very important outside of just Mm -hmm. you know trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Lawrence, you mentioned earlier, but you kind of shied away from the Yeah, I had to make some changes and then stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of noticed that. And so if, if you care to share, what, what kind of changes did you, you know, I mean, uh, subtle, subtle changes are one thing, but it sounds like you had to make some serious, like, I need to change this. Like, yeah, now. so some... Uh, one, I, I don't like going to the gym, so I'm, I'm not like my brother here, but <laughs> I go and I make okay. sure at least I try to go, um, you know, three times a week and, and at least do something. Um, and I think that's that's where a lot of people struggle, including myself, like just getting up to go. Um, doing that, making changes in my health, like eating uh, less like red meats, because I know those are things that, you know, could cause more problems later down the road for me. So I eat more uh, fish and things like that, which actually, for me, I feel like has uh, helped me with uh, like having allergies, because uh, I learned that certain foods, you know, can affect how your body interacts with mm-hmm. nature and with the weather. So, yeah, so things like that mm-hmm. are some of the changes that I've uh, experienced. And then going back to being able to help other people, I've been more uh, open and encouraged with sharing this information and encouraging other people to focus on health mm-hmm. and focus on their life uh, a little bit more. I remember when I was your age and I came home one day and I was just beat. I mean, I couldn't get up. Tired. I was energetic all day. Mm. Got home, sat down, rested for about 20 minutes, went to get back up. And my body was like, where are you going? Mm. Dude, sit down. Yeah, your body will tell you. I was like, yeah. like, huh? Had to call my wife. You know, she came in and she and she's an RN. And she said something that made me go, what? Like, what are you talking about? She said, you need to get an allergy test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. A what? <laughs> an allergy <laughs> test. You're probably allergic to something. I'm yeah. like, okay. I don't know. Went and got an allergy test, and so now they give you like like 32 different tests yeah. at one time. Yeah. And I got the whole stamp thing. Mm-hmm. Allergic to 28 of them. Wow. You know, some some major, some low level, but just the fact that I knew that and I changed my diet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Changed what we, everything. What we learned also growing up. Um, 
we, we don't think about it, of course, until, you know, things start happening with our health. But our bodies are fragile. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we kids, so. we, you know, we unstoppable. We, we, we <laughs> until until you stop. Jumping out of trees and stuff. <laughs> right, right. But then we learn as we get older, you know, your body is fragile even to the things that you intake, right. to the things that you mentally intake, mm-hmm. physically intake, all of that. Yeah. And I think that this is a great part um, to that, like my, my grandfather had dementia. I know that's something that is in my family, so that's something I'll be more cautious and more aware of. Um, so things like that, even learning about uh, mental health, physical health, things that mm-hmm. can impact me and can impact future generations behind me. Ooh, I, I got one for you because yeah. I, I watched him when he was doing his presentation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it may not be that it's in your family. It may be simply what you eat and where you work. Mm-hmm. That too. Is putting something in you that's causing dementia. Mm. Yeah. To think that we didn't have all of us and that for decades we were doing things and we thought it ran in our family. So we stopped doing this, like stop taking care of it. Well, I'm going to get it anyway, so I may as well just go on. And mm-hmm. When in fact, that may not be so. And that's something all of us can tell us. With our DNA. Yes. And with the research and the surveys, because they ask about, you know, what is your work life like? What is your your relationships with your family and things Mm -hmm. like that? Um, And I thought that was cool, too, that it's not just, you know, your physical, Mm -hmm. but it's also things around you and what you're doing that's just like the person in California, you know? Yeah. So, but that means that the environment affects you. Environment, yep. The people in your life affect you. Yes, sir. And then you yourself. So when. What's the one thing you're going to change from this point forward? Uh, <laughs> Not all at once. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so um, I think, you know, again, just be more focused on the health. I think regular checkups um, and, you know, I am going to get uh, more information from a DNA standpoint. So. Uh, my family's from Trinidad and Tobago, um, so I'm first-generation American, and um, it's sometimes difficult when you talk to your family history to find out, like, um, how far back you could go with your grandparents, your great-grandparents, what did they pass of, and different things like that. So I think understanding from a DNA standpoint what mm-hmm. things you may be inclined or what diseases you may, uh, you know, whether it's high blood pressure or kidney issues, some of those things get lost in family history. Um, so I think it's important that you kind of understand or do some research on your own DNA so that you you ha- you could prevent against future illness. So I think, again, I'll be finalizing my, my stuff with all of us in order to get more specific information right, about my, my DNA. Right. Um, I'll continue, again, to be more diligent about my doctor's appointments mm-hmm. and, um, you know, follow-ups. I'm getting to that point where um, you know, I'm not that old yet, but, I, you know, it's getting there. It's getting there where, you know, it's going to have to be like prostate checks and things yeah. like that. So those are on her horizon. So just making sure that mm-hmm. I'm on top of my health and um, being mindful of that. Sounds like that brother's going to be making health a priority. That sounds good to me. Next, we take a look back at a conversation I had with Bashir Easter and Gollin Smith, also known as G from G's Clippers, about the importance of knowing your family health history and how we utilize that information to make healthy life decisions. This is Men Making Health a Priority, presented by all of us Milwaukee on the new 101.7 The Truth. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority, presented by all of us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority. I'm Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Our topic today with Bashir Easter and Gollin Smith is how men can prevent colon cancer. You know, last time we were we were talking about, you know, G's story and we went over some of the health factors, but we really didn't we started on lifestyle factors, but we really didn't get into some of the things like lack of regular physical activity. Mm-hmm. Uh Gollin, you you are a marathoner, right? Like you run marathons. Yes, I just completed uh, number five. Really? Yep, uh, ran uh, five marathons in uh, the last four and a half years. I started with the Boston Marathon, then New York Marathon, then uh, uh, Berlin, Germany, and Chicago. And mm-hmm. most recently, uh, a month and a half ago, I ran, I ran uh, London. 
Mm. And um, number six will be in March. Um, I'll be running uh, Tokyo. Well, there you go. I don't have wow. to run. He'll run for me. All right. See, we got that part. See, we got the physical activity part taken care But But I'm interested in what got you from walking to marathon. What was that mindset? Man, <clears throat> not wanting to leave here young. You know, mm. I, I had my kids at such a young age, you know, and uh, I mean, older age rather, right, 37, right. 38 years old, having my kids. And I want to be here, man. I want to be here, you know, to see them grow up and, and see some possible uh, grandkids, you know. So I want to, you know, take charge of my life. And, and that's where it started, man. I stopped eating beef and pork Max. when my dad was um, diagnosed with <laughs> yeah. colon cancer yeah. back in 2006. Yeah. So I've not eaten beef or pork since 2006. So what's um, your, like, fruit, vegetables? Exercise, yeah, fruit, vegetables. Like I, eat, I eat turkey, chicken, and fish, you know, okay. as far as my okay. my meats. And um, eat a lot of vegetables. I drink a lot of water. I do not drink sodas at all. Um, yeah, just just took back uh, charge of my life and it's, it's, it's funny you, you talked about the um, you know the telltale signs if you will uh, for lack of a better term uh, uh, with identifying some you know mm -hmm. health concerns but right. a lot of you don't understand also uh, blood in your stool yes. you know yes. that right there and so I got a scare right. you know I had some blood in my stool and come mm -hmm. to find out um, it was an inner hemorrhoid that you don't get right. any pain Correct. Right. And runners, marathon runners get, get those. Right. It's very, very common right. to have an inner hemorrhoid from uh, right. uh, because of the stressors that you exactly, exactly. And exactly. so those type of stressors, those type of things, also where the opposite is because he probably like got like his BMI is like two, right? <laughs> you you Stop. overweight and obesity runs significantly through our community. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of those factors that if we don't watch it, but but don't we argue, Dr. Bashir, mm -hmm. it's just too much. Mm -hmm. Like we got to watch everything. And we do. We do. And I think a lot of it goes into exactly what you said. We don't want to give up nothing. Right. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of things we're giving up. We think we have to give up taste. We have to get right. up the texture. We right. got to give up a comfort. It's really more comfort. Right. It's a comfort mm -hmm. thing that we get. But once you start understanding, and I'm glad that G talked about what he gave up, uh, because once you understand that, and this is the thing, you understand to a certain extent that this is harming me. Right. You make a decision. <laughs> right. 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 If you want to keep doing it or you don't, you have a choice. Right. But once you understand what it really does to you, you mm -hmm. make a decision decision and so uh we talked about those decisions what does it do you, uh, the water when we talked about what are the three changes that we talked about those men i did water i took out um beef out of my diet um and started doing the exercise and then um what i started noticing in regards to that just the water alone yeah changed oh, yeah. my oh, urine yeah. changed oh, all yeah. those different things i'm like it's just water yes. and then i lost 30 pounds Right. Mm -hmm. And so just understanding of it, that was what I was just intaking in our meal. So when you talk about obesity, what are you eating? Right. And so right. even with that, you have some people who are called skinny fat. Right. And so that skinny fat is the understanding of you can be very even thin, but still not considered healthy. Right. right. And right. so the other understanding of it is what how does your body tick? Because we're all different. So everyone should be able to understand them specifically how they tick. What can they eat and not eat? What's good for their size? And that's when you we, we talk about being precise to you um and so it does we had the conversation about the vegan having vegan some right. understanding that vegan might not work we had a good discussion we just said ken i can try all of that but it doesn't work for my body doesn't mean i'm not healthy it just i cannot eat those certain items so understanding we have this the, the thing that we're dealing with we're just eating because we're hungry or we want a taste of something right and not understanding what it actually does to our body and that's what we're really trying to get people to understand so g you 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 talk about the, the journey that you took from walking to running a marathon, but how did it change your mind, body, and spirit? You know, Man. it's, it, there's, there's one thing to talk about, yeah, mm -hmm. I want to do this, yeah. and I want to do it, but you actually have to be intentional when you do that. Mm -hmm. What was that arc change through mind, body, and spirit? Doc, Doc, man, when I tell you, that literally changed my life. I was serious when I, I said during the break that you should do a marathon. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I tell you, a marathon is more than just um, uh, the accomplishment mm -hmm. of running 26 or completing 26.2 miles. But what it does to you spiritually, emotionally, physically, 
um, the, the, the thoughts that you know going you know through your mind because your body gonna you're gonna hit some brick walls. You're <laughs> right. gonna hit some brick right. walls. My brick right. walls is typically at mile 16, and then I hit a brick wall again around 20 mile 22, 23. Right. You know where you got to dig deep. You know, so I mean, you really. I mean, when I tell you what they've done for me, I mean, I will forever challenge my body physically mm. until I leave this earth. Okay. I mean, I think it's important, you know, for all of us to uh, to challenge our bodies physically and, and what it does to uh, to us mentally and how it advances us and and allow us to uh, dig dig uh, deeper than we've ever thought we could uh, could because what they say the average person uses uh, not even. Five uh, percent of uh, his brain capacity mm-hmm. Correct. in his lifetime, you know. Correct. So, I mean, when I tell you, you're going to dig a little bit deeper uh, and, and, and use uh, some of those brain cells that you didn't think you've ever used in your mm-hmm. life, that you have never used in your life when you're running a marathon. So, how did that change you physically in terms of alcohol consumption? Alcohol consumption, I still, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a casual mm-hmm. uh, alcohol uh, drinker. I drink wine. Uh, I'm a part of couple wine clubs i love my, my red wine um and uh, i might have some bourbon every now and then uh, but I'm, I'm a very casual uh drinker i've been drunk maybe twice in my life and nothing within the past i don't know how many years you well, know but i can say i've never been drunk in my entire life yeah twice in my life yeah yeah twice in my life i don't know why i should be proud of that because I, I don't abuse because i took pictures of everybody else they missing. Drunk, so, yeah. and doc you said something i think <laughs> yeah. the other thing that we talk about with our community we need visuals yeah. So for G to talk about a marathon and you actually say what are the steps to get there, that's now giving the individual right. a visual. Right. Right. The other thing that uh, yeah, but I'm s- not doing that work though. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, but you should. You should you're you gonna try. You're gonna do it. You know, I gotta talk myself into it. Yes, it. But you have a visual, right? And the other thing is, I got you. I got you. I'll be calling you. The other thing you stated, which was real interesting, is just talk about your age and how you look. I watch you walking down these stairs. How you move. I got a brother that's that's here as well, 63 years old. That probably lift us out the gym. That's a visual. I have men right. half his age and your age that can't get up, right. can't move, can't right. maneuver. So the visual is, is what's wrong with me? I'm here. What do I say is my priority? It could be my job. It could be my money. It could mm. be my status and all that. But the biggest thing is, is your health. You can't have enjoy any of those things that you may push through if your health is not um, taken care of. I want to be, as you said, Jay, you, G, you want to be here, right? Yeah. But also people are living what kind of quality of life about to say that. are about you quality. living? It's quality yes. of that life. And yes. so as you start talking about what you want to do, you can visually say when you get to a certain age, you're going to do it. And you already have the physical stamina to do it. You're just going to get yourself prepared. Some individuals are still sitting there. <laughs> Hoping. Hoping and wishing. And the first thing you have to do yeah, is deal yeah. with their weight. They have yeah. to deal with that. And they not even know what other health issues they actually have. Right. So a visual is very important, right? And so um, that's appreciative to know that, hey, you've done this. And I have another brother that's a um, two-time um, Ironman. Done it twice. And I went mm-hmm. to see him. The reason why he got started was because he had high blood pressure. He was on medication. He said, I don't want to keep trying to take these meds. So let me try to do something to get my body in shape. And so he started to train. And he did, too. That's very impressive. Right? My goal is Tough Mudder. Oh, okay. I've done that, too. That is is my goal. And so with this, um, and I know we only got a couple minutes. We only got about a minute. Social determinants really impact how we live. And Mm -hmm. so we we can talk about that, but we're all middle class. Mm. Upper middle class. We got people who are poor in food deserts mm-hmm. who really don't have the capacity. But if they learn how to do it, we can overcome it. And that's what really all of us is all about. Yes. So when we come back, we want to really look at at how we use the barbershop, how we connect it to the clinic, how we do those things, social determinants, and how the impact of just simply knowing what your DNA results are. Mm-hmm can actually change your life. This segment, How Men Can Prevent Colon Cancer. Men Making Health a Priority. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. I'm here with Gollin Smith and Dr. Bashir Easter. When we come back, we'll wrap up and really look at how we can impact men listening today. Yes. We'll be right back. When we return, we'll take a look back on a conversation I had with Bashir Easter, Shana Gray, and Adrian Jett Sr. about eating healthy during the holiday season and learning more about the importance of not overindulging and how you can start a healthier lifestyle heading into 2023. 
This is Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority, Men and a Healthier Thanksgiving. So we're here with Dr. Bashir Easter. I'm going to just say Mr. Jet and Miss Gray, because I'm I'm not the name guy. I get kind of, <laughs> you know. That's fine. You kinda, fine. So before we took the break, we talked about we were going to come back and look at what our meals, and, I, and I'm going to start with Jet, because he mm-hmm. seems to have the uh, broadest experience of eating, clearly. <laughs> Maximum plates. So, mm-hmm. so, look, not all four plates, but what does your average Thanksgiving meal look like like what what's on your plate uh i would say pre-vegan it would consist of turkey uh candy ham i said candy because i used to cook it myself candy coated ham uh chicken roast beef green beans uh potatoes Mm -hmm. corn not uh greens cornbread so um, uh, that's just the regular food. We're not even getting to the desserts yet. That's why. That's no, how we, don't throw in dessert too. Uh, I'm not really a big dessert person, but you know I would sneak a little cake in there a couple okay. times. Uh, red velvet or Seven Up cake. Okay. Uh, those are you know some sweet potato pie. You know I always gotta have your mama's sweet potato pie. Now this all in pie. one day. This is this is all at one day. Wow. This is all you know because you think about it. We normally cook huge feasts, yeah. not just for that one day. We right. plan a feast out. Whoever right. comes over, they can get some. Right, and, and then we plan a couple, couple days. We couple plan weeks. a feast out several days. Yeah. That's how. That's yeah. how you. That's how you. You strategize how big your turkey gonna be, how big your <laughs> okay. ham gonna be. Right. You know, it's always. No, we we just, we just want to know the plate. <laughs> See, you know, went into weighing the weighing the. Okay, so. Miss <laughs> Gray. Me? Oh, so I'm the cook of the family. So I'm always I was the house, okay? Okay. So everything from on the on the pig from the root to the tuna I, I had to do. Um barbecue, briskets, um Greens, beans, no, 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 tomatoes, no, no, no. potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. don't make me start <laughs> singing up in here. Nah, nah. <laughs> she missed what I asked. And I know she's avoiding it, being, being a lady. lady. But what does your plate My look, plate? Your plate. Oh, oh, you see that? See. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I asked him, and he answered it, nailed it, like, boom, this one my plate. And then I get to her, and it's like, well, look what? at what the house has. <laughs> look at what the... But you know I'm tasting it. I have to. Mm. Being the cook, I had to taste but, it all. So, so, so when you sit down... Because, you know, usually <laughs> usually mom, grandma eat last, right? Yeah. When you sit down to your plate, what does that look like? My plate consists of... Because I wasn't a big pork eater. Mm-hmm. I would taste a rib every now and then but I wasn't a big pork they eater. got beef ribs <laughs> I did do the beef ribs too that beef ribs was on my plate okay um I did the hams I right. did I would deep fry the turkey no no um, don't don't see she keep going back to telling us ooh, how she prepared it I, I deep fried What's and I tasted it and it was okay. on my plate okay. uh, the on my plate was the baked mac and cheese with maybe about six seven different cheeses mm-hmm. okay uh, and, and I'm talking about cow based cheese mm-hmm. um I had the dressing because mm-hmm. you know my dressing was it so I it was pretty full so at, at, let's say 12 so, o'clock on my plate was all meat um, three o'clock was all the carbs which okay. is the the um, the dressings and the baked mac and cheese gotta had a little slither small little slither of cranberry sauce. <laughs> And then I have. Wait, you eat all that and you skimp <laughs> yeah. on the cranberry sauce as if the cranberry. Yeah, ooh, that cranberry yeah, sauce is going to kill me. So I can only eat a little. <laughs> the cranberry sauce <laughs> pushed push you over the edge. What? The cranberry green sauce. Beans, sauce. Greens, that okay. my plate was full. And I, 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 will, I will make enough for my family to right. eat, as he said, throughout the whole week. And so, what about. Um, dessert? The desserts, um, banana pudding. Okay. And what did you drink? What did I drink? Liquor. <laughs> well, Lots of it. Boom. At least she's Lots honest. of it. Because I had honest. all these folks in my house. Okay. So, you okay. know, it was like that. Dr. Bashir, come yeah, on. Yeah, it was a standard. So it was the ham. It was the uh, This is your plate. It's my plate. Okay. 
ham. So I had it's two plates. So look, look, look. I'll just be very clear. Look, look. Not the candied no, ham. No, no. I'm no. used to candied yeah. yams. Yeah. He made candied ham. And ca- I'm done. Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna yo, we're gonna look at it. Your heart must have been calling you. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? Like this. <laughs> Like, what's, what's wrong? Like, what are you doing? Okay, so you have to, I, I visualize it because it's two plates. I can't have it all fit on one. And I don't like stuff mixing either. It's certain things. Are you I'm serious? Kind of, kind of you one of them? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like So I had to have you know, the, the meat and all that on one plate. So that's the ham, that's the chicken, that's the roast beef, right? That's the turkey that's on there as well, right? Left side or right side? So really, I'm eating right. Immediately, I'm going to be eating to my left is the meat. Okay, so heart attack is on the left. You okay, got, it, got right? it. Go ahead. So, eating, so we have that. Now, the other parts that goes on there, I can have that because I don't want to mix it in my potato salad and all that. So the greens have to also be with the meat and that as well, right? You know, so I'm telling you, you see how I'm salivating and thinking about it? Because that's what it was. So Spinach or collard? No, it was collard greens. We okay. collard greens. Because um, that's the only thing you can really eat with that kind of food. Got it, okay. right? You know, turnips are still good too, but, you know, yeah, but usually it was collards most yeah. of the time. So that. But, you know, the collards had meat in them too, right? So okay. it's either it was uh, fat But that's bag, a lot of talking it was for only that. two. Ingredients and you'd have already filled up a plate with yeah, meat. Yeah, all meat and, it's, and all you got all of that. So on the other side is potato Whoa. salad. If you have some some uh, potatoes, so you got different type of potatoes. So it's mashed potatoes. Also, there's uh, potato salads on there as well. Um, and then um, I didn't really eat dessert too much, so it was mostly to drink was any okay, type of liquor out. or all y'all, soda. all of you all have said when it got to dessert yeah. that you don't eat a lot of dessert, no, but no. then. Did you eat cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce had to be on there with the dressing. So the dressing was on there, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the excuse you all are using. Mm. Let me just be frank. Casserole. That's the lie. Look, look. Yes. That's the lie y'all telling yourself. Ooh, no. You okay. ask him. All right. All right. Oh. Just, just trying to get some clarity. So we only got through one and a half plates. Yeah. Okay. So what else? Uh, but I said that was the one. That was the one half plate. That's about it that I had on there, depending on what was. Oh, deviled eggs was on there as well, um, because people were making that. I forgot about that running. Where around. could you possibly? That was put... still. That was more on the potato side and all wow. that because they would okay. cook the grabs okay. and okay. stuff like that. So somebody well. in your house was at least thinking mm-hmm. that you need a rainbow on your plate. Yes, it was just the wrong dull colors, right? It was the the oh wow, delicious seven cheeses. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So so with that. I got to ask, how exactly did you avoid the things that are bad for you? Or did you even think about it? No. Did did you even, you just ate? Nope. And just ate it. And you know what happened? My body told me we have a problem. Okay. So it was not wasn't just the itis; it was going to the bathroom. Okay. It was this issue because now we're dealing with a lot of cheeses and the dairy and stuff like that, right? Then I started noticing other things where I was starting to get some headaches and some meat sweats and stuff like that, right? But those are part of it. Oh yeah, this is great. This is what I, I this means I had a great meal instead of my body saying, "No, oh, we having a problem." Wow, right? And I'm having to deal with this, and so I started to learn. As I started to keep eating, as a maybe I shouldn't eat that much, right? Then I started cutting down, right? That's one. Okay. Then the other thing was maybe I shouldn't eat that at all, right? Because I just started realizing like I wasn't the only one punishing myself. Everybody else is going to get punished because of the gas that was going to come out from all the things I was eating and putting in my body. So then, so then, so then, what changes do I make? Like how do how do I change that? How do I how do I come in and look at a plate and go, okay, so I. I know it tastes good. Is there something? Do I think replacement? Do I think don't eat? Do I think changing? Like, let me add one piece to it. And I said the thing that we had the men to think about was just that, mm-hmm. because the main thing is they're not thinking of replacement because there was nothing in their mind to think they could replace to get the same taste. Right? Do you see? Right. And so we had to introduce to them, hey, there is something that you can try differently and mm-hmm. still get the same enjoyment and taste in regards to that. And so that was the experience that they gave us. It was like, you, let me first let me give you, I'm telling you, this is jackfruit that they made that I tasted. And I'm like, this is what? <laughs> yeah. And it tastes like, had a texture and a taste yeah. of a meat, but did not have the same experience. I mean, it was, it was great. It was a play on the psyche. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I, what I've realized, you understand, I'm sorry, in the African-American community, 
food is serious business, mm -hmm. especially soul food. They have to call it a literally a situation around the holidays. Who who gonna make the greens right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a whole. Okay, so social so I think you got it wrong. Is it a situation or a situation? It's a situation. You said it. You said it. You know, families have been broken up over holiday <laughs> meals. Okay, so, people been shot over fried chicken. So so let's go like, to the to the. Yeah. To the granular part. So fiber, mm -hmm. uh, starch. Mm. Um, I don't know what milk, like yeah. cheeses, like yeah. what, like yeah. how do I change that? Because that's in the food. Okay, so I understand that. Like um, Dr. Easter stated, food is literally uh, pretty much when we talk about soul food, it right. is it reaches people's soul. That's why it's so seared. But, but what does that even mean, though? It it, it so I, I guess it's it goes back from generation to generation mm -hmm. of how. Um, the holidays and and when we all come together, if, whether it's a funeral or if we're just gathering, period, Ooh, food just, is always in the mm -hmm. midst of that, right? So, and it's right there because we're in a, a, a state of um, emotional mm -hmm. being. And somehow when someone cooks some good food, you connect that to your soul somehow, somehow. Okay, okay. So, that's why food is so serious in the black community. However... What I've noticed is we things that we use back, you know, in the slavery days <laughs> right. as ways to cope, which was, you know, in most on the, the plantation, we got chitlins because that was a form of that's what was left over. That was left mm -hmm. over. Right. But we right. made a whole freaking meal out of that. Yep. And then um, you got the barbecue. Barbecue was the leftover of the main meat from. Right you know the master of that house and we made barbecue but now it's like the number one hitting things every household around mm -hmm. the holidays or any gathering has to have those items you know i've never so. seen a barbecue shack in a white community boom there's a reason <laughs> wow there's a reason why you don't see certain things wow in their community but you see them in our community yeah wow. there's a yeah. reason there's a reason why there's you don't see um, fruit farms pop up in the inner city. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. There's a reason why you can't go in and get uh, an array of different vegan options at a grocery store. There, there's a reason behind a lot of this. Wow. Yeah. What that is, it's, it means different things to different, different people. people. However, I, what Great Jet had realized is our community lacks this information. So I was like, hmm, food is a, a, a connected to emotion and mm -hmm. the psyche. Mm -hmm. right. So how do you get that same reaction but a, a nutritional beneficial value from that? And so when so. we come back, what we're going to talk about is literally just that. How do we how do we make the change body mind and spirit we've been that that's kind of been the line that's gone through every every show that we've done. Mm -hmm. What is the what is the change I have to make in my mind that then connects to my body, that then connects to my spirit? Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, we'll be back. UW All of Us Research Program at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships in Milwaukee. We are Men Making Health a Priority. More of Men Making Health a Priority presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back. We are in the final segment, Men Making Health a Priority with that title that I... I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say the title anymore because I'm supposed to be saying men and a healthier Thanksgiving, but that sounds counterintuitive. Like why, why huh? Like I'm supposed to eat what I want to eat because it's Thanksgiving. But we've got some really good information here from Shauna and Adrian about the mind, the body, the spirit, connecting that with what we eat, looking at the fiber, looking at this the starch. <clears throat> I, I just, I just love starchy food. I'm serious. I just, oh, I just lose it. But I, but I move a lot too. Uh -huh. I walk a lot. Mm -hmm. All that, right? But that's not enough. 
And so, Dr. Bashir, you've you've been here at the beginning mm-hmm. with all of us where you have seen how just simply looking at your DNA can help create a really help create a new you. That's true. I guess being a vegan, uh gray jet enterprises kind of makes you um continue on with the new you, right? And so when you when you talk about how we eat and how we think and how it affects us, we have to overcome social determinants, friends, mm-hmm. family, habit, history, slavery, all this stuff. The one question I have is first of all, I want some information on how we can find Great Jet Enterprises, but uh Adrian, how how did you get to where you are today? If you could put that in in one word, what was the what was the thing that you had that got you from what you say 370 pounds? I would say the thing that got me from 370 pounds, I would say pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Blowing out my back. Pain would pain would change your perspective mm-hmm. on life. <laughs> uh, especially if you have ever had back pain, it would change the way you Yes, Lord. You know, cuz you have to you have to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to do when you always consume a lot of a lot of meat. <laughs> but you have to you have to think should I have a food of meat? Right. Or do I have pain? <laughs> you know, I know it sounds crazy but no, my my theme became is I have to I had to find a new way to live. Mm. You know, even to brush my teeth. There it is. Tie my shoes. Right. Those simple things that we take for granted, mm-hmm. I had to relearn because I wasn't able to walk for wow. a year because of back pain. By the grace of God, I didn't have to have any back surgery, but I had to learn and realize I couldn't continue on the path that I was going. Okay. And, and pain and you know, warning signs, and as doctor said, there's you know there's always warning signs. You know even because you know I had little tweaks, tweaks here, little little pains there, you know little burns there, and I just kept ignoring it, ignoring it, and then it didn't ignore me. Your body will not ignore you, even if you try to ignore it. It, it eventually that volcano is going to erupt. Whatever it is is going on in your body, you're going to have to make a life change. He can't come to parties. Yeah. <laughs> He, we can't. We can't take him to party. Can't bring a veggie tray because he, he make he make way too much sense. See that? So so Shauna, how do we get in touch with Great Jet? Well, uh, I would say the best way is through our social media platforms. You can find us at Instagram at G J E M K E, and on Facebook is just simply Gray G R A Y Jet J E T T. All right, and so. What do you give us when we call? Okay, so, okay, your, your phone just rang. Hey, it's Dr. Ken. I heard you on the radio, and what can you do for me? So uh, what I do generally is I, when someone reaches out to me, and I'm also um, able to be reached out by email at info at gray-jet.com, and what happens is I find out, I do like a, a, a background, like a historical, history background of you know um what type of ailments uh are you you facing why this change now mm-hmm. uh, where you know what the background is with the parents um like how you grew up and those aspects and then i generally do that type of intake of where it is that you you came from and what is your goal what are you looking to get out of being a vegan or to go plant-based or even approach it a lot of it is curiosity um to see if they're able um i'll say 97 percent of my customer base is Mm non-vegans so (laughs) and a lot of them who all buy my food and products are non-vegans they they always come back um but I, I do a simple intake, find out what your goals are, and get you there. If you want to become plant-based, I can definitely convert you. So she says. <laughs> so she I've says. done it for many. And so, and so it, it looks, first of all, thank you for that. Because yeah. I, think, I think hearing it and hearing the, the, the contrast mm-hmm. of, no, I don't want to eat that, and I don't want, and understanding that, you know, 
you may not like a plant-based burger, but there are other things you can eat. There are other things that you can take on and, mm-hmm. and then e- eventually wean yourself away. I used to eat significantly more meat than I do now. Mm-hmm. I used to eat significantly more uh, <coughs> chitlins than I do now. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. And, um, and so that, that type of thing, having that information and knowing where to go and who to mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, to have a black man and a black woman that looks like me that I can sit down across and they can see through all the no, we not no, that's you know, yeah. and and see the the grandmothers and the the grandfathers and the aunts and uncles and mothers and cooking and all those things, mm-hmm. but literally understand how I can transition mm-hmm. over. Absolutely, that's why I'm not calling her. <laughs> He's not ready. He's not ready. I I think I'm doing pretty good. A couple times a year, have a steak, go out for dinner, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I don't overindulge. I don't Mm -hmm. eat like. Awareness is key. Like Mm -hmm. I like I want to, but (laughs) you know, I don't know. So so, uh, Doctor Easter. Yes. I want to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. I want I want to get to where they have been teaching men and women throughout Greater Milwaukee how to eat healthy and not lose that that taste not lose the 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 cultural um impact of being around people and talking to people Mm -hmm. and having a meal because lord no we eat every you know i just thought about it we eat everywhere we go everywhere Mm -hmm. yes everything we do baseball football don't matter we eat yeah Mm -hmm. gotta remember that Mm -hmm. but in order to make an impact why would i connect with all of us so a lot of that goes into we talked about what is actually in your DNA. When I talk about the medication sensitivity, that's basically talking about how does your body absorb the things that you're putting into your body. You don't know that, but your DNA is telling you that. Again, it goes into understanding you need your blueprint. You need to have a manual. So all of us allows you to be able to do that by enrolling into the program. They give you back that data. You get your ancestry information. You get back some fun facts. If you are lactose intolerant, which we need to know if your earwax is, is mm-hmm. actually sticky or, or flaky and all that, you know, fun things that you would make. Which is, which is really weird to yeah, me. Yeah. But then when you think about it, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not you like – Things sweet. That's correct. Things okay. that goes off of your DNA. Yeah. Also, they talk about cilantro. Cilantro is does it taste like soap or does it taste like what cilantro? Like we taste right. But this is your how your DNA is actually making up who you are. And so by enrolling into the program, these items come back to you. And the fifty nine genes of hereditary risk are important for you to know. The seven genes are important for you to know. So it doesn't matter what you actually eat. Your body may not process no matter what you put into your body. So you need to know that what mm-hmm. I can take and not take and that's the data that we get back in order to do that we did a huge enrollment uh, uh that we've done uh, already and we're looking to do another push for now december. you just finished one yes we did one it was a great great turnout we're okay. doing another one from december 1st to the 8th they were looking for people who are, are interested to get that data back to be able to come to our office to enroll in it we're asking people to first go online Create their consents, create their profile, and how do you do that? You go to allofus.wisc.edu or joinallofus.org. But we're rather for you go to the allofus.wisc.edu because it's directly connected to us in Milwaukee. Uh, and by doing so, mm-hmm. we can walk you through the process, get you to enroll into the program, and help you understand what else is going on. And then a number you can call is one eight 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 two nine four. Uh, 2661. And so by doing that in that capacity, we'll help you walk you through it. We'll also let you know about other things that we're doing because you're not mm-hmm. just a part of the research one time. This is a 10 year process. And that data is what we're really trying to get people to understand what's important for you to, to use. 30 seconds, Adrian. What do we need to do to become vegan? Change your mindset. <clears throat> Remember, I'll just leave you with this. Our bodies is a temple that God gives us. And what we do with it in that time span is up to us. But it's only rented. So put the best you can in your body for you can be the best you can be. All right. (laughs) Ms. Gray? So piggybacking off of what Mr. Jett stated, absolutely, the body is a remarkable tool. And you will get in, you will get out of it what you put into it. So it's very important that we are treating this body the best we can with the best items that we can do that with. And But is vegan the best way? 
Vegan is the best way for most of us. Okay. For most of us. I wouldn't say all of us, but if you want to find that out, again, go to the All of Us Project mm-hmm. to find out whether or not your body, what your body needs. Mm-hmm. Um, the folks over, Dr. Um, Dr. Easter and the folks over at All of Us has a, a wonderful project that they are helping you do that with. Take advantage of that. And so it, it always it always bothers me when we look at something like All of Us and think, that's great, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And and Dr. Bashir and I always always tease every time we talk about it, but it really does come down to literally if you want to change yourself, you change yourself starting with your mind, then your mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. and then your spirit. Mm-hmm. But we get we we keep trying to skip over mind and then we go to spirit. Yeah. And we never really look at the body and what we put in it. Mm-hmm. Working though. But the only way to look at your body and figure out what you've put in it is to literally look at what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, headaches. It comes with one of these things. Either you can have a doctor force your change, mm. or you can force your change without the doctor. Why you gotta be all... I, I just think... <laughs> I, I just think... Because typically when you go to the doctor, you know, because we want to hear doctors tell Correct. us... Correct. Correct. Good stuff. This, 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 You're doing pills great. Are, these right. pills are going to cure us. Right. But our cure is before we even get to the doctor. But the funny part is that if you don't take the pills... You still have the same problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it sounds like it comes down to that. I think you talked about it earlier, that discipline. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Eating the same way, working out the same way, mm-hmm. watching what you eat the same way. Mm-hmm. And why yeah. overexhaust our healthcare system on items that we could right. do ourselves? Simple things. Mm-hmm. Simple things. Why? All right, you know. Dr. Bashir, yes. when they come visit you, I'm not coming. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna still. We, we or or I'm gonna bring my bag of ribs. But you know what? What's so good? I know we're finishing up, Ken. You did something in this segment that you talked about, which is very important. You What's know that? you, right? 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 Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. You. It doesn't matter what it is. You could be at any function, any friends, or in any case, wherever you go, stadium, arena. You know what you could put in your body, and what you can't put in your body. That's what we want to get people to understand. What can you? So it doesn't matter any temptation. If I eat that or drink that, I know how it's going to impact me. So that's the deterrent. Is it worse? Is it worse the consequence? And I start realizing milk had to come out of my body. I couldn't ingest it anymore. Wow. Yeah. Men making health a priority. Thank you for listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Doc. Men and a healthier Thanksgiving. Our guest today, who who I. I have to now avoid <laughs> Shauna Gray and Adrian Jet Senior, vegan lovers. Thank you all. Great, great Jet Enterprises. I love y'all. It is it is it is remarkable the things that you've taught us, and and I and I hope in the future. First of all, I hope to see you again, Absolutely. and and really embrace what it means to be healthy. And that's why we have. That's why we do this program. That's why we're here twice a month. UW All of Us Research Program at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships in Milwaukee. This is men making health a priority. Again, that was Dr. Bashir Easter, Shana Gray, and Adrian Jett Sr., who joined me to discuss how we can focus on eating healthy during this holiday season as we head into 2023. This has been Men Making Health a Priority, presented by all of us on the new 1017 The Truth. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you so much for tuning in, and have a happy holiday. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Men Making Health a Priority are solely that of the hosts or guests and not those of 1017 The Truth, Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC, or all of us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships.